When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon and welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 8th of September 2023. Another massive weekend of racing ahead of us. Can't wait to get cracking with it all. Sammy Highland, good afternoon to you. Chriso, uh, what a week it's been. Well done. April in Augusta. Oh, how good is she? You spruiked it on, tra- on uh, trackside, told the boys, this will win. Bang. It, it's hard to tip your horse. You've got a, a tiny share in, and I'll, I'll declare 2.5% as a tiny <laughs> well, share. that's okay. But it doesn't that's matter. Okay. It still feels like it's an extra member of the family. It, uh, yeah, you tend to be a little bit biased towards your own, but uh, I did think she was well-placed and she got the job done and that's two straight in town. So she's going really well. Better than I think win. most of us thought. It was a great win. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, even early when she had the head up and, yes. I, and I was thinking, oh, I don't know about this, for her to still finish off, good effort, great yeah. effort. Oh, well, hopefully she'll go to a Saturday grade race soon and uh, see how we go from there. Ka-ching, ka-ching. 1,400 metres Stradbroke next year is looking uh, pretty good. Oh, this wow. Stage. Oh, wow. How's your week been? Uh, I've had a big week, yeah. It's been it's been really good. So, um, And things are things are hotting up. Uh, Chris, I'm coming in here this morning Ooh. with my positive hat on. Oh, after uh, yesterday? I, I, I oh. thought, uh, I thought you know, like sometimes I, I just – I. I get too passionate and, and too negative on things. And no, so, you don't. So this week I'm being super positive. This... But then I, I, I look at the rundown and I'm going, oh, dear. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing wrong with passion. Everyone wants passion and passion's what it's all about. But where I was leading there was um, you should come in here very confident after tipping an $80 winner yesterday on trackside at oh, Hawkesbury. Oh, wow. How good is that? Yeah, that was uh, – that. Was, well, you know what they say, a blind chook finds a piece of corn every now and then. <laughs> And that was a big piece of corn yesterday well, we got. So uh, you don't get many eighty dollar winners. I mean, not you don't, but there isn't many eighty dollar winners. Full stop. <laughs> no, so to it find was, it is a great effort. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. And and I must say, uh, my little offsider Taggart, he was downing <laughs> me. And, and you know when you get that feeling, you watch him, and especially when you've had something. I only had something small on, but uh, I just went. I reckon this has got the money. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, got the head down right at the right time. So. You don't need much on at that price. <laughs> oh, well, it was... To show uh, a nice profit. It was, a, it was a bit of fun. It was a bit of fun. Uh, as, as trackside is all yeah, the time. Every day. We love every it. Every single we loved, day. Love the family. There was loads of messages that uh, yeah. that came through, and it was, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, that is, makes the day even better. That is one good thing about the SEN track. Well, not one good thing, but one of the good things about SEN track and trackside, et cetera, there's plenty of feedback, isn't there? Uh, um, the, whether it's negative, positive, you certainly know where you stand during the day. Well, that's it. And uh, oh, that's that's it. And, yep. uh, and fair play, you know, yep. when, you, when you get it wrong, uh, that's... You know, I, I, you know, you got to understand that, and that, and that's, you know, that's horse racing. I mean, there's so many reasons why a horse gets beat, and so many reasons why you, you think a horse can win, and that's what makes it uh, so challenging. But uh, shout out to Swanee because uh, Swanee sent me a really nice message 
last night, and he's part of the family. And uh, good on you, Swanee. I, I said exactly that to him about the corn. Every now and then, uh, you can you, you'll get it right at the big odds. And uh, I'm. Do you know what, Chris? I am convinced I'll get a hundred to one winner one day. I, I reckon you will. I will get one up. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> Now, news of the week, obviously, Nature Strip and Eduardo's retirements last weekend. Nature Strip, uh, um, look, interesting run. He had no chance of winning the way the race panned out, but uh, obviously he's got nothing more to prove, has he, Nature Strip? He's been overseas. That might have taken the wind out of him, that trip overseas. What do you think? Uh, well, he's just got a bit long in the tooth, hasn't he? He's you nine, know, I think, isn't he now? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, they, you, 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 as they get older, they... Um, you know they lose their zip and and uh, yeah nothing goes forever does it and I think he he's been a fantastic horse he's actually um, I've never had much luck with him Nature Strip but uh, but you know uh, in saying that what what a fantastic horse he, he is and uh, he's yeah he's just a a, a superstar champion he would and, have been uh, his fifth Everest if he had made it this year so yeah, four cool. Everest a pretty good effort and he has won one of those and. His regular jockey, of course, is uh, is James McDonald, who unfortunately had a fall last Friday at Wyong. He rode on the Saturday, which was an amazing effort, because it turned out that he had a, a break in his um, in his foot. So he's going to be off the scene for four weeks. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Tags and I spoke about it during the week, and and uh, it's it, like it was a big effort to to obviously front up the next day and be riding and uh, rode. Rode uh, a couple of winners, didn't he? Rode two winners, I think. And yeah, then, and, he, uh, and he, I tell you what, he was hard at Gaza Blanca in that last race to get it home. Yeah, he must have been really going through the pain. Obviously, barrier. riding in, in uh, you know, in difficult conditions, being in pain, yep. and uh, and then a couple of days later, go and get it checked out, and uh, yeah, there's an issue there. But uh, he'll be back bigger and stronger. Well, he will be. Uh, uh, he won't want to miss too much of the spring, I can assure you. No, and he's doing this so he's he's okay for races such as the Melbourne Cup and the Cox Plate and the Golden Eagle and all those rich races. So you can see why he's doing that. Um, now, we talk about – I know you often talk about that Cox Plate back in 1992, Two, was it? Yeah. How good a Super race it was. Imposed. Now, last week's Memsey was nothing like that, but, gee, I enjoyed that race. It just seemed like a little bit of a throwback to the past. Really good competitive race on a good track, I thought was was very exciting. Yeah, good race and and uh look, you know, it's a sign of, of things to come in, in the uh coming weeks and yep. months, isn't it? Uh so um yeah, it's it's uh well, yeah, spring is in the air, that's for sure. Um Little Princess Grace couldn't get it done, but I tell you what, she's not far away, Sammy. She's not far away, this mayor from America. Now uh the Melbourne Cup nominations came out this week. Have you had your chance to uh, cast your eye over any of the imports yet? Yeah, I had had a bit of or a look. I thought I'd have said it was uh, disappointing that numbers are down, isn't it? One thirty-two in all, fifteen from overseas. Yeah. Last year was one eighty-six and forty-three. The previous was one seventy-four and fifteen. Previous one seventy-four and thirty, and twenty nineteen was one fifty-two and thirty-nine. So yeah, numbers all up or down. Yeah. Well, dare I say it? They're they're doing a good job of. Uh, Ruining our greatest race, aren't they? And and uh, well, is the quality up? I mean, numbers might not be everything. Is the quality oh, better? Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Is no. it? Well, Vauban will just come here and bolt in. It'll be winning. Okay, and, I'm putting that down uh, there, marking that down there. Uh, yeah, it's like I don't know that there'd be a few. There, there might be a few over there that uh, England and Ireland that are that are worried. You know, he looks to be in the race so well, Vauban. And uh, he just looks the the right sort of horse, I would have thought. And um, 
Uh, Willie Mullins trains. He, he's obviously been here before. He knows what sort of horse he needs to, to um, uh, be competitive in the Melbourne Cup. And, yeah, I, I think uh, obviously with the um, uh, the, the scintigraphy and all the scans and, and all that, you know, that, that the Europeans have come out and said that they've, um, you know, they're not a fan of, of all that. No. And, and uh, yeah, it's really having an effect on the race. There's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, really sad to see. I would have thought. Sulcum winning last week. Uh, I thought we'd uh, seen enough of. Not that I mind being a Richmond supporter, but Jack Revolt in the news, and there he is at Caulfield in his t-shirt in the members. People having a crack at him that he shouldn't be there because he's dressed like that. One rule for some, other rules for others. Yeah, well, I, I think it was great that he was there. You know, he's, he's great that, that he was there with his daughter and uh, they got such a buzz. I thought he spoke so well on uh, on Giddy Up during the week and uh, uh, I think he was on the means test uh, on the Monday morning or Tuesday morning with, with uh, Giddy Up and, yeah, he was, uh, he was great. I mean, you know, really, is it uh, – are we – is it that big a deal that he goes into the mounting yard, gets a picture with his horse, and he's in his shorts? And I wouldn't have thought it's, so. You know, really? Come on. It's. Uh, I mean, we just, had one. Just, of... Let's just enjoy it for what it was. It was a great win, and um, yeah. Who was the trainer the other week that couldn't get into the Valley members because he wore a jacket that wasn't good enough? Was it Mitchell Beer? Yeah. 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 yeah it's that was uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, very. It's an old school really old school way of thinking, isn't it? Really? You know, I think, uh, I tell you, Sammy, you can go to my local surf club now and you can wear a cap. Yeah. Not that I'd sit down and have a meal with a cap on. It's just not me, but, but you can wear a cap and and so you should. Cause a lot of Is people. Is that a cool them? Yes. A I lot went of pe- there last Saturday. Did you? Yeah. I went there last Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, people I tell are coming what, off the beach. I, I mean, tell you what, that, uh, I tell you what, there's a few people in there. A few punters in there on a Saturday. They get uh, that, a bit raucous. That TAB in the uh, bar was it up and about. Yeah, it's a good view there from the deck too. It's a yeah. good spot. Fantastic. A good spot. But, uh, yep, you've got to go with the times and change with the times. Now, Knight's Choice, Sammy, the horse that won the wing skinnies at the Sunshine Coast over the carnival. Uh, there was big plans for him. He was going to go off to the Cox Plate and other races, and they knocked back a couple of million dollars from Hong Kong. Now, they've uh, well, trainers Sheila Laxon and John Simons, have worked out that his rating's probably not high enough to get into those races, so it's probably the Silver Eagle and the Golden Eagle at this stage. Yeah, well, he's uh, look. It's a good uh, good problem to have uh, picking the right race to go to, and he's a horse with uh, good talent, and uh, yeah, he's an exciting horse. So uh, I think um, wherever he goes, he's he's going to make his presence felt. Yeah, I think he will. It'll be interesting to see how he does measure up. I mean, he's not beating any world class horses or well beaters, but he's winning and he can only win and he's got a real turn of foot about him. So, you know, he might measure up a bit better than some people think. Remains to be seen. Now, racing last Saturday, of course, was at Eagle Farm. Not much changes. Double to Tony Gollan, double to Chris Waller and a double to Angela Jones, who's uh, back in form. And then she went to Toowoomba and rode Caesarus, Caesarus, that you nearly called a sausage on one of our shows last week to win at Toowoomba. <laughs> Did you tip that? Yes. The, yes, I thought you did. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up. And you tipped Irish songs too, didn't yes, you? Yes, so Irish songs won the Members' Cup. God well, bless him. And Zorastro was quite uh, impressive too, uh, winning again for Tony Gollan, beating all that pizzazz. So he's got a nice horse there in Zorastro. And Tony Gollan trained four winners at Doom Eagle Farm on Wednesday. So he's flying at the moment. Uh, numbers are up for winners for Tony Gollan. Nothing new there. Now, let's have a bit of a chat, Sammy. Nothing's really 
Now, you came in here and told told us all that you were going to be very positive today. I know, but you came up with it. You came up with the topics. <laughs> like... <laughs> I didn't really give you a fair warning either, did I? All right. Now, um, something that's been a bit of a talking point over the last couple of years has been uh, starting times uh, for track work and track work staff and you know everyone that's involved in early morning work at the stables. Uh, when you were working at the stables, what time did you start? Uh, four o'clock, I would get to the track and I would ride uh, a couple, t- two or three for Barry Barnes and then I would go on and work um, Dad's and I'd probably ride six six or seven for Dad and then uh, and then I'd hunt around and pick up the dregs for the rest of the morning and try and, uh, try and get myself a ride out of that uh, with whoever had horses left to work. But Here's a question. Know, Do you get paid for track work? No. You don't? don't. No, okay. you don't. Uh, and, well, I, I'm, I'm sure some some jockeys do, but yep. I would never um, ask for money for track work just because, I, you know, you do it for the race rides, you know. That's um, – uh, that if you're getting paid for track work, then then they're not obligated to put you on in a race, which, you know, at the end of the day, that's what that's what you're doing the work for, isn't it? You want to go to the races and ride winners. So, um, yeah, I, I don't agree with this. Well, hang um, on. I'll just tell you that uh, Ramwick and Warwick Farm are going to move their track work hours uh, back an hour from 4 to 5 a.m. So 5 a.m. start, not a 4 a.m. start. And Rose Hill Gardens will go from 4.45 to 5.30. So... This is something that Chris Anderson was spruiking out, one of our trainers in Queensland, uh, a while back, obviously because he had issues getting staff to start that early. That would be the, the reason that he'd be doing that. Um, how do you see it? Is it is it the early mornings that... I don't um, know. ...that, that, that uh, uh, you know, a deterrent to, to staff? Is it is it the early mornings? Well, I don't think so. Do you know what I think it is? People, people are not interested in in horse racing like they used to be. It, there is no doubt that that um, when I started at the age of fifteen, there was so many more people that were interested in horse racing and keen to get out there and and have a crack as opposed to now. And and it's it's just it's just the way it is, you All know. Right, well, I, I I don't think um, I, I'm like. We've been starting early for since Adam was a boy, and it's uh, you know it, it it works right. And for trainers that that have to obviously go on to the races and and do whatever. So I'm I'm actually yeah I'm a fan of of um, okay. well, going and working horses early. During COVID, I remember talking to a couple of our top trainers here, and because a lot of the stable workers up here were from international or other countries, and I think there was quite a few Indians, etc. they couldn't come in because of COVID. They couldn't get any people here. So yeah. they really struggled for track staff yeah. in the mornings. Um, obviously, that proves the point that people locally, as you say, either aren't interested or don't want to start that early, whereas the internationals didn't seem to have a problem with it. Yeah. So what you're saying is probably true. My second question is, I know it's been done for a long, long time, but why do we have to start track work so early? What's the big advantage? Well, if I was training here in Queensland, why would you want to work a horse at in the eight, eight o'clock in the morning when when the sun's yep. out and um, it's even more taxing on a horse? I mean, you you work him early in the morning. You work your horse early in the morning. I mean, four o'clock, uh, get to the track, get the best conditions of the track. You're first on the track. Work. This is my way of thinking. If I'm a horse trainer, work the horse. It works. It's back in its box, has its breakfast, has all day to rest, 
goes out for a walk in the afternoon, rah, rah, fits in nicely, bro. Working horses at, you know, at uh, 8.30 in the morning and um, which some of these big stables, when they've got big numbers and you're working horses at 8.30 in the morning in the heat, um, it's, uh, you know, when, when does he have his breakfast? Do you give him breakfast at, at five o'clock? Then, then he has, or a small breakfast at five o'clock. Then he goes out and works at eight thirty. Then he comes back and, you know, you have, give him a feed at 10.30 and then he gets a feed at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's all these things as well. You know, it's not, um, there's so much that goes into training a horse and just starting later. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll attract, uh, any more people. I, I just think that. People are people are not interested in horses and horse racing like they used to be, and and that is a clear indication by the younger generation. You know, I'm uh, I, I've said it before. There is there is some um, seventeen grandchildren in in our family. We're a horse racing family, and uh, seventeen grandchildren in in our family that really uh, none of them show an interest in in horse racing, and mm. and and we've all grown up. Uh, in the thick of horse racing, so I just think it's the it's the way of the times, and it's uh, yeah, it is. There is not people that are involved in horses like they used to be, and and then well, that, it, that... you're right, it is the times. I mean, how many schools these days? I want to show the Melbourne Cup, probably none. Do you know what? It's I. This is um just last year's Melbourne Cup. I asked Will, who's in grade two, did did you talk about the Melbourne Cup or? They didn't even talk about it on Melbourne no. Cup Day. They didn't even talk about it. No. Like that's and that's, that's uh, because I, it's I a just, cr- crime I'm, to have a bet, Sam. I'm like, wow, you know. And that his grandfather, he won one, and you know, I I'd have thought that that, they, would, that be, should be a, that that would be a big topic for the day. The you teacher know? Actually, should know that, and the my teacher dad, should be yeah. my, my um wow, grandfather yeah. won this Melbourne back Cup. in 1985, and you know, this is the race that stops the nation. That didn't did not even talk about it. How so, old's Will? He's eight. Does he like horse racing? Uh, not really. Yeah, it doesn't. Doesn't. And you know, it's obviously on the TV, twenty four seven downstairs. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but he he really doesn't uh, right. show much interest. So he doesn't show any interest actually. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this goes in the other states. But look, we do tend to follow Sydney in a lot of things, and there's other. St- maybe not Victoria, but maybe some of the other states will. And I know as it, it's been discussed up here. So let's see if it does happen in Queensland going forward. Now, racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where the racing action is today. And today it was the first day of the Cairns Amateurs, Sammy. And tomorrow is the big day with the Cairns Amateurs Cup. But we also. Have racing at Doombin tomorrow. It's the Doombin Mile. That's the feature there. We race at Aquas Park on the Poly Track on the Gold Coast. Uh, we race at uh, Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. And we have some cup meetings tomorrow. These are non-tab. But if you're in these areas, get out and support the locals. Uh, Badouri. Badouri. Uh, Gundawindi, we can say that one, Morven and Thangool, and, of course, we race at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. Sammy, our first guest we've got coming up right now is Blake Spriggs. Group one winning jockey who's seen the light. He's another one to make the move to Queensland. We're going to have a chat to Blake and find out uh, what's involved there, why he's made the move. I think we know why. And we'll find out when he'll be kicking off his uh, his Queensland riding career. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Sammy, what movie was that from? Shrek, of course, I'm, and the theme. I'm going to say Shrek. And my theme for music this week, because it was my turn, 
Thanks, young Sam, after your efforts the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, who had a couple of uh, really good songs in the Shrek movies, Steve Harwell passed away this week. So we're dedicating the music in honour of Steve Harwell this week. So wait and see what the last song is. I think you can pretty much guess what it's going to be. Uh, Blake Spriggs, as mentioned, Sammy's going to join us now. Blake has made the move to Queensland and he will never look back. Blake, good <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> good, good, good afternoon. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we'll check in with you yeah. in six months' time and you'll be saying, oh, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah, it's going to be one of those things I'm sure the, the family are going to be um, looking back in years to come and, and appreciating the warmer weather and the, the better lifestyle up there, I guess. Although you'll be uh, probably thinking it's a bit warm in the summer months, but uh, that, that happens and it does cool down, doesn't it, Sam? I must say, I, I, don't ever, um, I, I don't ever think that it gets too hot, though. You know, like we, we don't get... So, like further up north, it get, obviously yeah, yeah. It gets really Steamy. humid. And, yep. and uh, but yeah, I always think just in my time here, which has been four years living here, I I, I just love the fact that you put shorts and thongs on every yep. day, and uh, and I come to work in shorts and thongs. So. <laughs> I don't think Blake's going to be doing that. <laughs> oh, well. All right, Blake. Now tell us the reason for the move. Uh, look, it's been something I've been thinking about for a while. I was um, I was obviously linked up with the Waratah team there for a while with Paul Fudge and doing a lot of riding, um, you know, for, for him in Sydney. And, and he had me travel up to, to Brisbane quite a few times. So I um, rode in some of the bigger races up there for him. And I, I always enjoyed myself when I did go up. And, uh, you know, the last sort of 12, 18 months, Paul's had to wind his um, team down due to ill health and... Um, I have been thinking about it over the last 12 or 18 months, but I, my, my partner was pregnant for that for that period, and now our son's 11 months old. So we thought it's a good time to get up there, and you can have some warmer weather. There's there's a lot more opportunities there in in the riding ranks, uh, and just yeah, just a better lifestyle, I guess, for for a family. You know, you get a more affordable living as well. Yeah, I think Blake uh, probably one of the positives I see for for jockeys, especially up here, is it's. Um, it's not as hectic as, as what it is down in Sydney and Melbourne. And, um, you know, I know uh, a few jockeys that have obviously made the move from Melbourne and Ryan Maloney and Andrew Mellion. And, you know, that the grind of, yeah, they were, uh, you know, really competitive uh, down in Melbourne. And, and But the grind of being expected to be, to go most days or a, a lot more than as opposed to, to what, you have to up here, you know, I mean, it's, uh, obviously we, we have races up further North a couple of times a week. So that you, it's just a, for a jockey, I would say it's just a better lifestyle and, and nowhere near as much travel. And especially, obviously if you're in, you're in New South Wales and, and you know, if, if you wanted to, to travel a lot, um, you would, you would, and, and you can cover so much ground. Whereas here it's, uh, it just seems to be a bit tighter and, and work a bit better, I would have thought, for a jockey. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, f- for me here, like I was, I was at track work three to four days a week and then you throw in a couple of sets of trials and, and a lot of those times the trials are in the, the morning on a Friday or a Monday and, and then in the afternoon you've got to head to Scone, which is about a four and a half hour drive. So, you know, you're, you're starting your track work at four then trying to land a couple of trials you know, between 8.30 and, and, and 9.30. And then you're heading off on a four-and-a-half-hour trip to have, you know, five or six rides at, at Scone and then mm. driving four-and-a-half hours home on a Friday and then having to back up and, and do the same on a Saturday. Whereas 
Um, certainly in Queensland, it looks a bit more centralised. I know that it's obviously a, a big space, but um, being based in Brisbane, it seems a little bit more centralised. And um, especially having you know a son that's almost 12 months old, I, I just felt I was I was missing a lot of important moments for him. Um, and you know, just just trying to sort of work hard and keep up with what's expected down here. It's it's, it's really tough, and because what you touched on there, it's very competitive. There's a lot of jockeys that are moving to to the Sydney region, and um, it's almost got to a stage where basically, you know, you ride ride track work for one or two trainers, and they're the trainers that that give you the rides. And outside that, you don't really get any any others because you know there's jockeys doing the same thing for those other trainers, and um, it's just extremely competitive, which which is a good thing, but um, you know, for me, just adding everything together, it just seemed like I could sort of establish myself in Brisbane and hopefully get a bit of support through some hard work and being able to ride light. I feel like I can, um, you know, show show the trainers and the owners up there what, what I can do and hopefully uh, make a good living out of it. Yeah, and, and you're right in what you say, travel time. I mean, if you're based in Brisbane, as I said, you're going to be, you've only got, what, an hour and a half to the Sunshine Coast, probably a bit less or less to the Gold Coast. Um, and then less again to Ipswich. So there's none of those. Unless you want it, unless you elect to, to ride at some you know venues that are further away, that's up to you. But if you just stick to those provincial areas and the city, then you won't travel any anywhere near that distance to Scone, etc. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was at one stage. I was doing nearly two thousand kilometres a week, which mm. was a bit ridiculous. Um, and and you know it it just takes so much out of your body, and it's and and mentally it's sort of tough as well. I mean I'm. I did say to my manager, like, I'm happy to work as hard as, as necessary once the, the move happens. Um, I'll be a little bit sort of in and out over the next two weeks whilst I obviously pack up the house here and, and, and get everything set up in Queensland. I'm going to do my best to be there as much as possible. But um, just during that two weeks, I'll sort of be a little bit hot and cold, but I'll, I'll be as many meetings as I can. And once, once I'm there, I'll just be sort of head down, bum up, and hopefully riding plenty of winners. And did you always... Uh... What was want to go to Brisbane? Was there any thoughts of uh, the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, there there, there was to be honest. Um, we we Casey, Casey and I went up last week and I rode three or four days at track work and um, I did spend one morning at the Gold Coast and we 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 did have a look at a at a handful of properties just to to see where would be best to live and I, I just felt talking to a lot of the trainers. Uh, I'm sort of you know it is a little bit of guesswork and you got to trust what people say, but I just found I had a really positive reaction from the trainers based in, in Brisbane. Yep. Um, and, and then sort of travelling down to the Gold Coast. I'm, I'm planning to do that once a week to ride track work. And um, I was there on Thursday morning riding work for Chris Waller and Chris Lees and uh, touching base with Toby Evans and, and the, the teams are like there. So it was, it was all very positive. I didn't have any negative uh, reaction and sort of found that through social media as well. I actually had quite a number of owners contacting me wanting to know who my manager was that we can hopefully ride, ride their horse on race day. And I've always felt like I've, I've given good reports to owners and, and I try and provide the best possible ones that doesn't go to plan, as we know. Um, yep. You know, think things just don't happen right every single time, but we do our best to do that. And I, I try and provide a a good day out regardless. And you've had the feelers out. Obviously, you did say you've, you've, you've been in touch with some of the major stables. And which ones have supported you so far? Uh, look, Rob Heathcote's booked me for three rides at the Doomban on, 
on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, so he, he's been a really good support thus far, and I hope to sort of pursue that as, as best I can. Tony Garland's also uh, said that, that there'll be a spot for me there somewhere, and most likely in the lightweight department in, in the beginning. And Look, I'm under no illusions. There's, there's very, um, there's, there's a strong rider in ranks for Griffin, and, and you know certainly Ryan Maloney and, and James Norman are high quality riders that that you know have done done well basically wherever they ride. So it's going to be very difficult. Um, and I think no less than sort of hard work and um, a lot of focus will be required to to establish myself there. But um, certainly a lot of trainers have said that if you get here and do the work, you can you can expect opportunities from us. Uh, your riding weight, what is it? Uh, so at the moment, I'm walking around about 55 kilos. But I did have I did have about 10 days and two weeks off um, before I made this decision because I wanted to be fresh going up there. I wanted to be sort of hitting the ground running and very aware that I was going to um, be working very hard. So I wanted to make sure that mentally I was I was very fresh and same with the body. So yeah, you know, I'm walking around about 55 kilos, and I, I mean. I'm, he was uh, Blake. Struggling to break for you there. Yeah, I was going to say, Blake, could you just take a step to the left or right? We're just losing you a little bit on the odd occasion. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'll, if you could just I'll, I'll stand, stand on one, yes, yeah, stand on one leg, rub your stomach, put one hand on your head. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. I think bent over, punching out like I'm riding a winner. So exactly. That yeah, that might work. <laughs> uh, and you uh, mentioned you mentioned your manager as well. Uh, who is your manager? So Tylan Lee is my manager. We lost you there. Thank you. Oh, just losing you there. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. We'll I'm gonna see. I'm gonna blame the bad weather down here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you're back in Sydney at the moment, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wet, um, I believe, in Sydney. That sounds a bit better. Your manager is Tylan Lee. Yep. Okay. Uh, so he 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 was a he was a steward down here. He's he's part of the the Lee family, which people might be familiar with as trainers in Sydney, and. Uh, yeah, he's doing a great job. He's he works as hard as I do, and he's he's got a great attitude and and, and also. All right, we might leave it there, Blake, because we're having a little bit of trouble uh, with the reception there. But look, we wish you all the best uh, riding up here in Queensland. I have no doubt we'll be talking to you again very shortly, uh, and we're very sure it'll it'll, uh, it'll go well. And look, thanks for your time again. No worries. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks, Blake. Blake Spriggs joining us there, Sammy, and I'm sure he's going to be a massive a massive or add massive strength to the already strong riding ranks up here in Queensland. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, I think Blake knows that it's uh, it's not going to be uh, just turn up and, and uh, you know, obviously get a heap of rides. He's got a bit of work's going to be involved and, and that's uh, fair enough. Good on him. He's, I think he's got the, he's got the, uh, the right mindset to, to just get in, dig in and, and have a crack and, uh, you know, get some opportunities and, uh, he'll definitely be riding winners in no time up here, and you know, I'm sure he'll have a big presence in the uh, in the uh, jockeys list. It's all about um, it's about uh, making pots of money or lifestyle, isn't it? That's what it comes down to. And you're trying to make pots of money or lifestyle. I mean, you can ride every day, you can do it 24 seven, but it wears you out. And some people will keep going with it, and others will think there's more to life than this. Yeah, and I, and I think that's. Um, uh, it's no doubt that that influenced my um, uh, decision to, to move up here was just the way of life. And, yep. uh, you know, like Blake uh, alluded to there, he's got a, he's got a, a young family. His, his son's only 12 months old. And, um, you know, I'm 
somebody that's got three young kids and just thought, gee, it's uh, it's pretty hectic living in Melbourne for me. It was pretty hectic living in Melbourne and and especially in a in a brutal world of uh, the media landscape. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I've had a hundred jobs in the media since I retired from being a jockey, and it's it's just savage, I reckon. But um, and I tell you what, you got three kids, but I really, I just enjoy, love working at SEN, and <laughs> and I just That's enjoy you said living up here at, at Queensland. You know, I mean, it's it's um yeah, yeah, it's it's easily it's just and you sort of go, well, this is this is really good, and and I I think um the relaxed. It's definitely a, a, a lot more relaxed way of living up oh. here. And and I think back to, to living in Richmond. We lived in Richmond for 10 years. and You'd never be able to have ten, uh, three kids, you know, living living in Richmond. And, and you know, your, your life is so different up here and, and for the better. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be a really good move for Blake. I walk around the street sometimes and I see the – I always say I would love to have been a kid growing up here. So your kids are, are very lucky, but walking around where I am, you suddenly you'll see this um, family walking around. There'll be a couple of kids, and the kids will have the long blonde hair, and it's about <laughs> eight years old. It's just ready-made surfy. You know, there's no way yeah. knowing that kid's going to be an accountant yeah. or anything like that. Their their life has already been, uh, or their their path in life has already been set. They'll well, probably I, be on I, the I, WSL surfing tour, if anything. Yeah, and I, I tell you. Um uh, yeah, there was no bush turkeys in uh, in Brisbane. There's something. Uh, sorry, in Richmond. So there's something that <laughs> That's we, one can, bad we can we can embrace. <laughs> I got rid of mine. The chicken wire worked a treat. Did, he's gone. He's gone. Haven't seen him for a week or more. Yeah, good. Very good. We'll go for a break. Uh, we'll come back from the break, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk sausages. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Gotta love that tune, Sammy. And that tells you that it's time to pick our sausages of the week. I can tell you two sausages. While on the subject of sausages, this is probably doesn't need to be said, but I had some sausages from the butcher the other day, and I can't tell you how much better they are than the sausages you get from a supermarket. Ah, oh, there is. I will never buy sausages from the supermarket and put on the Barbie ever again. Well, Billy's Meats uh, in. Uh... Uh, where is it? Is it Anogra over in Anogra way? It's your uh, friend of his. Why isn't he sponsoring this it's segment? So good. It, the sausages, the Italian sausages, outstanding. I love them. I love them. I wonder so, we can get a good bratwurst. It's uh, it's Ashgrove. Ashgrove Billy, made it Billy's. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it uh, so good, and the Italian sausages, I love. I love them. Yeah, you just can't get them from the supermarkets. I'm sorry, but they're just no good. Now, speaking of um, Ashgrove, Ashgrove featured in our Sausage of the Week segment from me a couple of weeks ago, and I was just looking through some of the names that we have mentioned in this segment since its introduction, which wasn't that long ago. This has been the best form guide we've yeah. had on the show. Kanazawa, I think he ain't second last last, but he's really turned it up now. He's worse than ever. Ashgrove, Kuda Tener, another disappointing effort oh. last week. Flash Feeling was one of yours. Fast Coney, no, gone. Rathlin, Slow Hands, none of them have won. I don't think any of them have even placed. No. Hardly. No. Just, uh, well, Kuda Tanea. He might have placed. He, he goes in the sausage list again. Yeah. I'm throwing him in again. Give me double sausage. Uh, I'll tell you, this horse I've backed a couple of times. And mm. look, I might be being harsh because he ran third, paid six bucks the place. Animate. 
Oh, gee. Oh, he's a shocker. He annoys me, this horse. He annoys me so much. Uh, so I'm putting him in the sausage file, animate. I'm putting in Fleetwood Macker. She's a mare from the O'Day Hoistead Stable who wasn't too bad when she got here from New Zealand. I remember the guys from New Zealand, SEN in New Zealand, telling me she goes okay. And she did for a while, but she's not now. She uh, I think went around about $5 or something last Saturday. They, uh, a couple of the punters fancied her chances once again, and she put in another below-par effort. So uh, she's definitely in the sausage file. So Fleetwood Macker goes in. Cuda Tenere goes in. What was the other one? Animate. And Animate goes in. Okay, so there's three more for the sausage file for this week. Can we just play that tune uh, as an out of the sausage file? Is that okay or is it too late, Sam? I love it. All right, Sammy. Now, remember, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, I promised you something last week. What I was it? I promised you that I'd play you a race call from a certain place, Assiniboia Downs. Oh, you remember yes. that? Yes, yes. And I tell you what, I love listening to this guy. Uh, I, I don't know if I love it or I, or don't, but he's a bit different. He's a bit out there. And Assiniboia, I'm sure I've got the wrong pronunciation of that, is in Winnipeg in Canada. Okay. Okay, or Manitoba or somewhere like that. Anyway, it's in a cold spot. So I picked out one of his race calls from a little while back. I think it goes for a minute or so. Have a listen to this and tell me if you've ever heard anything along these lines. And they're off. Quickly on the outside, stay happy. Showing some speed as is real grace. On the inside, Jafafa goes out and makes it three across. Settled back in fourth, Brody's streak. Trump him to the outside. Also within contention, that's gonna be pray for peace. Explosive on the rail. Another length back, that's Mr. Dazzle trying to rally. And your trailer's El Maestro and Courageous. 22 seconds, the opening quarter. Jafafa with the lead by a length and a half. In between horses, real grace. Brody's streak on the rail. They turn for home. And Jafafa, 44 and 3 sizzling on the front end. This is all Jafafa. Wow. Jafafa. <laughs> and again? Jafafa. <laughs> wow. That's going to be our catch cry now. I'm sure of it. And again? Jafafa. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, I just can't see Matty Hill pulling that one off. No. And look, I had to find a call for you. Now, there's a lot to choose from, but I was not going to put myself through listening to hundreds of those to pick a better one. So that's good enough. But I tell you what, uh, that that track is only open probably three months or so of the year because it's probably covered in snow every other month of the year. Uh, being in Canada there, but um, yeah, exciting stuff. And we have to get that guy on the show one day. Yeah, he'd be an interesting uh, interview, wouldn't he? Gee, he was. Uh, he gets right, into it. He's right out there. Oh, and there's a few others that are a bit more out there than that. But uh, there you go. So that was Assiniboia Downs in Canada. I promised you that. If I find any others, I'll certainly uh, play them for you. Now, there's no Gibbo this week, Sammy. You know why? He's boxing. No. Well, he might be, but he's in Cairns for the amateurs. Oh. If he has a few drinks, anything's possible. He could be boxing. Gibbo, he's up and about. He, uh, uh, he gets to the Cairns amateurs each and every year. So uh, good luck to him. I'm sure he's having a great time up there, and we won't annoy him this week for tips. I have got some tips from our South Australian correspondent, of course, which is on Twitter. The handle is at South 
underscore tips at south underscore tips. Morfittville Parks track tomorrow. Race two, number five, Alpine Flyer, the win. Race five, number five, Run Like Hell for the win. Race eight, number one, Alpha Flight each way. And race nine, number eight, Lord Luca each way. Two, number five, five, number five, eight, number one, and nine, number eight. Now, Got any good bets around the countryside, Sammy? Uh, I tell you what, I'm keen at Doombin. Uh, race four, number 10, Regal Pom, I think. Uh, yeah, oh, gee, good I odds, think wouldn't it? It's uh, Yeah, it should be a good price. $80? Uh, it's not those odds. <laughs> it's not those odds. But uh, I tell you what, yeah, I, I think it's it's found its right race here. Annabelle Nisham Camper, uh, they're in good form, aren't they? And, they are. Uh, seem to always be. And CJ Graham gets into this race with 52 and a half on its back. No weight on its back. Drawn a good gate up to the mile. Yeah, gee, I think it's a a good hope. So race four, number 10, Regal Pom. Uh, There was something else I liked at a bit of a price too. There it is. Race five. Number 14, Telephone Booth for Mark Curry. You like that horse? Taylor Marshall. Not the first yeah. time you've tipped that. No, I tipped it last start and finished just behind him. It's drawn a good gate. And it's, uh, it's good depth to it, that race. But, gee, I think it's uh, I think it's still improving. So I think it'll be uh, hard to beat. Telephone Booth. Uh, this is the best Ooh, for the weekend. Roll. The we best go. for the weekend. And it is Rose Hill. <laughs> Race 10, number 11, Airman for John Hawks. Uh, and it's a good race, that. Bring on the rain. Bring on the rain. Well, you're going to get rain. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, by the last race, uh, you know, and that gate 11, it mightn't be too big a no. concern uh, uh, come the last race there on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I'm confident that uh, he's got a good good record on soft ground. Uh, and I, if it got too heavy, I don't think it would worry him. So, uh, race 10, number 11, Airman, uh, I'm very keen on. All righty. I'm going to go with Doombin. Race 1, number 8, Outlawed, I think is absolutely flying. Uh, Rob Heathcote trains. Uh, three starts for the stable for two wins. Ben Thompson rides this one really well. He got back, well, she got back in a uh, a fast run race last time, which was a good plan and the right plan, uh, and she was able to run over the top of them. This time around, she's drawn well, and I think she'll settle a lot closer Race one, number eight, Outlawed. Now, her and race six, number four, Deep Respect are my two. Now, I think the 1350 is going to suit Deep Respect. Two starts for a win in a second. Just making nice ground on Tiger Shark last run at the end of 1,200 metres. Now, will box seat from that gate and be strong late. Now, I don't know what the weather's going to do, so I'm a little bit iffy, but should we stay dry? I think that's a lovely little multi there. Race one, number eight, into race six, number four. Couple at value. Race four, number nine, Betcha the Crown. Uh, one of Desley Forster's has had no luck at all. Last two starts, nothing's gone right. Uh, it can certainly improve, Betcha the Crown. Just needs a good positive ride from the good alley. And Cronenberg, Sammy, Cronenberg. Tony Gollins, Cronenberg's won three straight. Hasn't raced for six weeks. Has a wide gate and drops back in distance. So there's a few negatives there, but this horse trialled at Doombin last Tuesday week and ran second to Yellow Brick. Now, they were both under... Strong holds on the line. I think Cronenberg's going really well, probably better than most of us think. And if he runs up to that trial, he'll run a good race tomorrow, even with those few factors against him. So race five, number three, Cronenberg.
Berg. Nothing at Toowoomba or anywhere like that. Sam? Oh, uh, gonna, hang on, well, got... yeah, I have got a Toowoomba go, go. tip. Race yep. three, number one, Affinity Flyer. I tipped this horse last start. Uh, surely it can get the money here, Affinity Flyer. Don't forget to uh, tune into the Darling Download tomorrow mm. morning. Uh, Seven o'clock, we on? Yep. Tomorrow morning? Yep. Uh, so the Darling Bright, bright and early for that, Sammy. And we will chat to Les Bubba Tilly. You know what they say, don't be silly. Back Bubba Tilly. Well, he has been And Leslie well. Gordon-Ross, we've got the daily double of Les's. Uh, so that's not exactly a common name getting around, is it? I don't hear of too many uh, babies, <laughs> Baby Les. babies being born called Les. You know it's a, a, a name that I don't hear of too many babies being called these days? Gary. <laughs> yeah, well, Gary, that's a good call. Adolf. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get many of those anyway. That's probably been banned, that one anyway. But uh, Barry, Gary, Darren, Stephen, they're all gone. They're yeah. all gone, Sammy. They're all gone. That's a fair call. Yeah. And I can tell you that my um my parents were going to call me, was a toss-up between Chris and Keith. I'm glad they went with Chris. <laughs> really? Because Keith's a real old one now, I can tell you. <laughs> I'm glad they went with Chris. Yeah, well, uh, I think mine was Damien or, yeah. uh, or Samuel. No, I you're think. not a Damien. Yeah, so definitely a Samuel. Now, before we go, Sam, let's just have a look at the feature race in Melbourne uh, tomorrow at uh, Mooney Valley. We've got some of the local champs, Rothfire and Zoo Style. We've got the Kiwi Mayor Imperatrice, and we've got Giga Kick making his return. Thousand metres around the valley. What are your thoughts? I think he'll win, Giga Kick. He, he's, uh, yeah, he's a pretty exciting horse, uh, the Jonathan Munns horse. And, yeah, I, gee, I think uh, he's a good bit of stuff, and he'll be better again into this preparation. So, uh, best of luck to Clayton Douglas and Clayton Douglas and uh, Jonathan Munns and Willow. I think uh, Giga Kick will go bang. It just round them up, you think, from the back because there's a lot of speed in that race. They don't yeah. mind talking him up. They've got plenty of confidence about Giga Kick, and why shouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, he's he's got a fantastic record. Yeah, he's a good horse. He is a very good horse, and he'll probably go on and win the Everest, all things being equal. Sammy, thanks for your time this week. Look forward to doing it all again with you again next Friday afternoon on The Punters, mate. Join us on SEN Track. Have a great weekend, punters. Many winners.